0: Meg McCabe, a certified life coach and eating disorder recovery coach with a PhD in having a good time. Just kidding about that last part. Anyway, thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. Hello everyone and welcome to the next episode of the Full and Thriving Podcast. I am super happy that you're all listening today. I wanted to say that I have been doing great. My identical twin sister came to visit me this whole week. So I am coming off of six days of Katie time, which makes me feel super amazing. We actually recorded an episode together and we are in the process of editing that and making sure that it's something we both feel good about. So get ready for that episode coming up in a few weeks. In the meantime, I wanted to record this solo show. I haven't done a solo show in a while, and this is all about a concept I've been thinking about a lot. And that is the concept of permission and giving yourself permission in life and in recovery. I think one thing that leads to joy is giving yourself permission to do the things that you want to do and do the things that make you feel happy. And also permission is so important in the recovery process because when you give yourself permission to do something, you are in a way relieving any guilt that would have occurred because Guilt usually requires feeling like you broke an internal rule or that you committed some internal crime, which is why we go around feeling guilty for eating this or eating that because we have some established food rule that tells us that we shouldn't be eating this and we're not allowed to it, and eating it is going to cause all of these problems in life. But when you give yourself permission to eat that food, suddenly, You don't have that guilt. It's just like in school. I mean, a lot of us were probably good kids who followed the rule, and you could show up to class late with a permission slip or without a permission slip. I know that when I had a permission slip from the office saying I was allowed to be late and I could show up late, I'd relax. I'd probably go to my locker. I'd probably go to the bathroom. I'd probably mosey on over to class feeling suddenly confident because i knew i had this permission slip saying you're not going to get in trouble for showing up a little bit late to class if i didn't have that permission slip you bet i would have probably skipped going to my locker probably wouldn't have gone to the bathroom probably tried to hold it and i would have rushed in and felt all this shame and embarrassment for being late the only thing that switched that scenario was literally me having a piece of paper. Part of recovery is giving yourself that figurative piece of paper to give yourself permission to break the rules you have made up in your life and eventually get rid of those rules because they aren't making your life happy. When you can give yourself full permission to live life the way you want, it's like living in a lighthearted way. It's realizing that you have your own back. You're not gonna get mad at yourself for doing something. You're not going to beat yourself up because you have a sense of permission. If you do feel like you've done something wrong, you're gonna have your back and say, you know what, it's okay because you usually have permission for that anyway. So I've created a list of seven permissions in life and recovery that will bring you joy and also make your recovery and your life journey way easier. A lot of this stuff is learned throughout the eating disorder recovery process, but I want to bring these to light so you can ask yourself, in what ways can I give myself more permission in life? The first permission, these are all permission slips that I want you to start giving yourself. The first one is permission to rest. I find so many people with eating disorders, especially restrictive eating disorders, have a really hard time giving themselves permission to rest. What does that end up looking like? It ends up looking like excessive walking, not allowing yourself to sleep in, not allowing yourself to sit and watch a movie, not allowing yourself to even sit during meals. I see this all the time there is this thought that you constantly have to be productive that you constantly have to be improving yourself or else your your mean voice kicks in and tells you you're lazy or worthless or you're wasting time so I want you to fully start giving yourself the permission to rest what does resting do for you? Resting will give you more energy. It will increase your mood. It will help your body repair, especially if you have exercised. It will help your body grow if you are a young person who is still growing. Rest is the ultimate gift. I am so thankful. I grew up in a home where rest was cherished and almost created to be an accomplishment. So in my home, none of us are lazy. We're all hardworking people. My mom's hardworking, my dad is hardworking, me and my sister grew up wanting to achieve. We still are high achieving people, but rest was something we always prioritized. Imagine this, waking up in a household at 11 a.m. in the afternoon and your mom saying, good morning, sweetie, wow, you slept in. Good for you. That is awesome. That was the life, and I'm so thankful for this. That is what I was given as a child. Someone saying, Good for you. I'm so glad you slept. That must mean your body needed that. And I have taken that into my life, and it has been something that is the ultimate gift because I have a great work life balance. Yes. I find that I will work extra hours sometimes, but you better believe even as an entrepreneur, I'm not allowing myself to work myself into oblivion. I take take off most of the weekends besides communicating with clients, and I make sure to turn off my work brain at, around dinner time so I can spend time with my Significant other and my friends and family. Giving yourself permission to rest is crucial. So ask yourself, how am I not allowing myself to rest? And here's a challenge for you. Try sleeping in if you have the ability to and if you don't, perhaps rest looks like taking a bath or watching an entire TV show without feeling like you have to multitask throughout it. So That might look like not folding laundry or not getting up and cleaning things during the commercials. Whatever that is, maybe it's pacing around the room while you're watching the movie. Don't do those things. Get yourself a blanket and some tea and maybe some snacks and have everything with you that you need for the movie dim the lights, maybe light some candles, snuggle up, and just enjoy the movie. Give yourself permission to rest. It, it will teach you so much about self-love and being kind to yourself. Okay, the second permission is permission to make mistakes. When I was young, I was a little perfectionist. As you all know, I went for all the highest grades, and you know, wanting that perfect diet and that perfect body and wanting to lose weight so I can look perfect. And none of that is compassionate. None of that is kind. When you give yourself permission to make mistakes, you're giving yourself permission to be imperfect. That might mean doing badly on an exam and saying to yourself, you know, it's okay. I tried my best, I studied in a balanced, healthy way. I've been showing up to class. It's okay that I didn't get a good grade on that exam. Another mistake might be something really simple, like forgetting to bring something over to your mom's house that she asked for, or losing your car keys, or missing an appointment with your doctor because you forgot like all those things these things in life that we hold ourselves accountable to and we feel like we have to do give yourself permission to make mistakes give yourself permission to forget things when it comes to recovery you should also be giving yourself permission to make mistakes and by that i mean recognizing that recovery is full of ups and downs It is not linear. You're going to follow your meal plan one day and then there's a good chance you're going to mess up the meal plan in the future because you are dealing with a mental health issue. So give yourself permission to make mistakes because whenever you do make mistakes, you learn from them and you gather new information on how you can improve and do better. So if you make a recovery mistake, say you stopped working out for an extended period of time and you felt really inspired to run. And despite your doctor's wishes and your coach's wishes, you decide to go on a run. You know, you're you're struggling with an eating disorder and you do that, say it's triggering to you and it spirals you into a week of just back in old patterns and feeling terrible about yourself, feeling like you took a few steps back. What's going to happen in that moment is that you're going to learn that you need to really take care of yourself and you're going to say, okay, I really can't work out anymore. I really can't exercise because that brought me back several steps. I'm going to see that mistake and learn from it. So when you make that promise to yourself again, that you're not going to work out until you're recovered, you're gonna say, wow, now I'm really motivated to not work out because that really took me down the wrong path and it triggered me and set me weeks back before. So every mistake you make, is a chance for feedback and learning and opportunity. You just have to be honest and kind to yourself and give yourself that permission. You know, if I do make a mistake, it's okay. I'm just going to learn from it now. That actually makes you a better person. People who are perfect, to be honest, aren't really that interesting because they haven't made any mistakes in life. They haven't really had to learn from their experiences. They're just living in a very contained way. So giving yourself permission to make mistakes allows you to live more freely. And I know that I am just going on a rant. So I hope this feels good to you guys. Next permission is the most obvious one. And that is permission to eat. Permission to eat what you want and how much you want when you want it. When you give yourself full permission to eat, you are removing the rules and you're saying, I don't want to live by these food rules anymore. I want to just heal. And when you give yourself full permission to eat, you're going to enjoy that experience more. You're going to strengthen your recovery muscle. You're going to feel inspired because. The more you give yourself permission to do something, the easier it is, and the more you can do it. So, a lot of recovery is repetition and saying, Okay, I gave myself permission to start having bread at restaurants again. I did that once and it felt okay. I'm going to give myself permission to have bread at restaurants the next time, and the next time. And the more you give yourself permission, the easier it gets and the less guilt you're going to feel. You just have to have the bravery to give yourself that permission slip the first time. Number four is giving yourself permission to see the red flags in life and in recovery. Usually when we are ignoring red flags, it's because if we accept those red flags, we have to do something about it and we have to change. So usually we're not seeing the red flags because we are afraid and we are scared of the consequences and how our life is going to change. I know a big part of my recovery was when I wrote down a pro-con list and I circled all the red flags on that list. And I was actually brave enough to realize I had to make a change because my logical brain was strong enough to recognize that this was not good. So for me, that was not having my period and knowing this is awful. I want to have a family one day. I'm going to confront this red flag and accept it as truth and accept the fact I have to do something about it. Another red flag might be an osteoporosis diagnosis. It might be really low heart rate. Perhaps it's a mental health red flag. Like you are feeling anxiety at every meal, maybe it's a social red flag, like your relationships are being harmed because of your relationship with food. Maybe you are losing out on friendships and skipping important events because you're trying to avoid the situation. I want you to think about what are those glaring red flags in your life or in recovery? You know a red flag might be in your relationship or it might be at work but when you give yourself permission to see the red flags it also helps you make decisions more clearly and i think that is a big part of life why would you want to stay stagnant in the face of a decision because you're not willing to face the truth so when you see those red flags You're giving yourself permission to break free from them. Number five is permission to be okay with uncertainty. That one is definitely a challenge. So I'm going to say it again. Number five is permission to be okay with uncertainty. Recovery is all about being okay with uncertainty, not knowing where your body size is going to land not knowing how your body is going to react to more food, not knowing where you're going to be mentally. There's so many question marks with recovery. How is the world going to see me if I gain weight? What are people going to say or not say if my body changes? And so you need to give yourself permission to be okay with uncertainty. And that requires taking a leap of faith and surrendering all of your fears over to a higher power or to trust in yourself either one so it's like jumping off of a cliff and allowing your trust that you will land safely in a nice lake or something underneath of course it's hard of course it's scary But I want you to think of a time you did take a risk in your life or take a leap of faith where you just went for it. You know, maybe the outcome was positive. Maybe the outcome was negative. But the thing is, you are still here and you are okay. I have taken several leaps of faith in my life. Some have led me astray, (laughs) but some like trusting the fact that deep down, I knew my body size was supposed to be larger, trusting the fact that my body was going to change and I was going to be okay. And I can still be happy not doing, you know, the modeling career I really wanted. I had to trust that there were good things for me on the other side. And that's what I want you to put your trust in is that there are good things on the other side of recovery there you can live an amazing miraculous life in a different body size and you just have to be okay with some discomfort i know jumping into life not knowing everything can feel very uncomfortable but it also makes life very exciting it can transform the way you see life and the way you navigate life the more you can handle uncertainty the easier it gets and you can become more free flowing and live in the moment instead of always preoccupied and trying to anticipate what's going to happen. So yes, permission to be okay with uncertainty. So where in life are you afraid because you don't know what the outcome is going to be? I want you to think about that and say I trust that everything's going to be okay even if even if it's hard even if it's uncomfortable number six we are just flying through these number six is permission to accept your reality okay it's kind of like seeing the red flags but this one i'm thinking about your reality as in your body you have been given a body it has been It has its own unique set point. It has its own unique proportions. And you need to accept that that's your reality. You can't really change your body. Diets don't work in a sustainable long-term way. You might be able to lose weight for a few years, but you'll slowly start creeping back up to your set point or even beyond your set point. So I need you to accept your biological reality. For instance, when you're shoe shopping and you're a size, I'm a size 10 and a half. They don't even make 10 and a half because it's the most rare size. And I think it's costly to the shoe companies to make half sizes after size 10. But you have a certain shoe size. When you can't fit, say, your size eight and You know, they only have size six at the store. That's your reality. You're not going to take it personally. You're just going to say, oh, I guess I can't buy those shoes today. So I want you to accept your body size like you accept your shoe size. I know when I was doing the modeling thing, yes, I'm tall enough to be a model, which is like cool, but I was ignoring the fact that my body is naturally not that size. It was, I would have to work extremely unrealistically hard to get down to that runway model size. And even when I was at that size, deep down in my heart, I knew it was not sustainable. And my reality was I was an athletic, healthy bodied girl whose body dwelled, my body size dwelled in a size that was bigger than that. And that was that. You have to give yourself permission to accept your body size no matter where it lands. I just want to say that in a world where diet culture is telling us that one size looks more beautiful than the others, that's where you have to start adjusting your body standards and exposing yourself to other beautiful men and women of all sizes so you can start seeing that reality in other ways. You know, accepting your biological reality and your set point is going to help you relax. You know, it's going to help your self esteem. It's going to change your self talk. So permission to accept your reality by accepting your real true body size and accepting the fact that there isn't a ton you can really do about it, maybe that will lead to other things. Instead of trying so hard to change your body size, maybe you take a new approach and say, you know what, I'm going to work on my self confidence in this body instead of wasting my time at the gym. Or I'm going to work on my style in this body and say, you know, I can artistically create create a style for myself and a look for myself that feels good to me instead of trying to fit into everyone else's idea of beauty. The final permission ties into that and that is permission to think for yourself. Eating disorders sometimes stem from adopting the beliefs that other people tell you to believe. So the belief that I am more valuable when i'm thin or i will be prettier when i am thin or i'm a more moral person than that person because i eat clean you know what or i am a better person because i go to the gym and that means i'm not lazy whatever your beliefs are and that's what i do as coaching is help you um, uncover those beliefs but Whatever those beliefs are, you need to ask yourself Do I want to hold on to this belief? Is this belief serving me? Or should I let it go? And so, permission to think for yourself is really important because at the end of the day, you are giving yourself permission to define what you think is beautiful, define who you are as a person, and also. Give yourself permission to basically let go of diet culture. Just because everyone around you is telling you all these things doesn't mean you have to accept it. Part of being an intelligent person is questioning what everyone else is telling you questioning why does everyone believe this and what's wrong with believing the other thing? When you dive into the roots of dieting, they're actually deeply connected to racism and sexism and so many other things. Purity, like dieting is also connected to religion and religious purity. So unless you don't really align with those sexist racist religious beliefs why would you want dieting to appeal to you why would you want to align with something that has roots in that that are just so horrible you know so i want you to give yourself permission to think for yourself even if you're an artist you know and artists think for themselves but interestingly enough they're also very worried about their appearance Would a true artist be obsessed with fitting into the mold of diet culture? No. You know, a true artist is going to allow their body to express itself in its natural form. That is like a rebellion. It is a rebellion to deny diet culture. When you think for yourself, it just becomes so much more easy to let go of those impossible standards that people put on us it's just important even when it comes to life like your life path was this a path that someone projected onto you or and if so is this even what you want are you is what you're doing with your life even what you want to do and so it's important to just continuously question things and Give yourself permission to think for yourself and stand strong in your beliefs that may not align with popular culture or your family's beliefs or your friend's beliefs. So those are the seven permissions. I'm going to recap them all one more time. So one is permission to rest. Two is permission to make mistakes. Three is permission to eat whatever you want, whenever you want. (laughs) Four is permission to see the red flags. Five is permission to be okay with uncertainty. Six is permission to accept your biological reality. And seven is permission to think for yourself. So ask yourself, which permission slip do I need right now? What should I give myself? I have to give myself permission to do these things still, you know? It, it, but once you do, you can uncover so much more joy in your life and so much more meaning. It's okay to be a little rebellious. It's okay to break rules. It's okay to make mistakes. And when you give yourself permission, it's like breaking free. So all of these things are going to help you break free from that box that you're keeping yourself stuck in, so you can truly express your life the way you want it to be expressed. And I really hope that y'all resonate with this. I know it was a passionate solo cast, and I just want to say I appreciate all of you for listening. It really does light up my heart and. If this podcast or this episode resonated with you, I encourage you to please rate or review this podcast or share it on your Instagram or DM me on Instagram because I love to hear from you guys and I take a lot of pride in what I do. So anyway, have a wonderful day and I will see you all very soon.